You're listening to episode 72 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Alexa in Canada. I am so thrilled to have you with me. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you may want to go back and actually listen to that one before you listen to this one. Last week's episode, episode 71, and by the way, you can access that at alexaincanada.ca slash 71. That episode was all about the future of our community. And I went through uh, some of the history of the community, the Alexa in Canada community, and the podcast, and the flash briefing, and the Facebook community page, and in particular, I highlighted some of the questions and some of the requests that I have been getting from community members with regards to uh, other voice assistant devices and the direction of this community. I asked for people to you know, give some input into what they wanted to see from this community. And I take that very, very seriously. And first, I want to say thank you to everybody that filled out that survey. The survey is still live. However, I am, however, I am going to report to you in this podcast episode the results of that survey. But if you are still interested in providing some input, I am always just delighted to get your input. So if you still want to do that, you can actually go to alexaincanada.ca slash future, and you can still provide your input into the future of our community. But having said that, uh, I do want to report to you, as I promised, the results of the survey, and this will give you a little bit of a clue as to where we are going with a lot of the features as uh, as part of the uh, Alexa in Canada brand and the Voice in Canada brand, okay? Now, the first thing that I do want to say is I just want to say again a big thank you to everybody that filled out the survey. I wasn't sure how many people we would get that are interested in providing feedback, and I was overwhelmed. I actually received close to 100 uh, survey results at the time of this recording, uh, just approaching 100. In fact, 95 people took the time to give me their input. And that really, really means a lot to me. So thank you very, very much if you were one of the people that did provide that input. It was extremely valuable to me. Uh, I really can get a sense now of where we should be going with the community. It does provide a few challenges for me, and I will tell you about those as we go along. But I want to get into some of the results now and let you know exactly what those results show. Now, the first thing I wanted to know is, how are you when it comes to voice technology? Meaning, how comfortable are you? And that is specifically what the question was. I asked the question, how comfortable are you with voice technology? And I asked you to identify whether you were a beginner, uh, somewhat comfortable, or an advanced user. And the survey results show that, in fact, uh, 13.8% are beginners. So that's great. And that's a significant portion. So it lets me know that we should be covering some of the basic stuff uh, on the podcast in terms of how to get started with your devices and so on. And I will do that, do some more of that. Those that were sort of in the middle made the biggest percentage. In fact, 47.9 or almost 50% of the community say they're somewhat comfortable with voice assistance. And that doesn't really surprise me. That's kind of what I figured that we would see. And then we have about 38.3% or almost 40% 
consider themselves advanced users of voice technology. So there is quite a variety here. And what that tells me is that the audience for this podcast does have different needs as far as where they are in their journey with using their voice assistants. And so I have tried to continue to provide value for people at different stages of that journey, and I will continue to do so. At the same time, uh, I think you'll see in the future that there will be some more content geared towards one group, uh, some other content geared towards another group, and you'll be able to choose which of those groups you want to uh, be part of. And of course, everything in the community will be available to everybody if you choose to do that. Now, the next question that I asked was, which voice assistants do you use? Now, there's no surprise here, right? This is the Alexa in Canada podcast. I was asking for feedback from the Alexa in Canada community. Obviously, there's going to be a vast majority of people that use Alexa. Uh, if anything, I was a little bit surprised that it wasn't 100%. It was 97.9%. So 92 out of the 95 people that have answered the survey so far said they use Amazon Alexa. Um, but interestingly, there were three people that said they don't. So... Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of that other than the fact that they are coming to the community to learn more about Alexa. And if that's the case, then that's fantastic. The next two were actually quite close. At 42.6%, we have Apple Siri, which uh, is interesting. And then at 31.9%, we have Google Assistant. We had less people using Microsoft Cortana, Samsung Bixby, Hound, uh, so those sorts of uh, voice assistants. So we will get back to this because this is very important. The bottom line is, yes, there's a lot of people using the Lexi device, but there's also a fair number of people in our community using Siri and Google Assistant. The next question that I asked is, where do you use your voice assistants? 98% of people said they use their voice assistants at home. I'm not really surprised by that answer, but uh, what is interesting to me is one of the things I asked in there was, do you use your uh, voice assistant to control smart home devices? And in fact, over 60%, 62.1% of people said they do use their voice assistants to control smart home devices. Uh, as well, almost 40% said they use it on their iOS phone. Uh, and then 27% said they use it on their Android phone. And then almost 30%, 29.5% of people say they use it in their car. So this gives me a really good idea of how people are using their voice assistants and where we should be gearing some of our content. The next question that I asked is, which best describes your use of voice technology? Uh, the majority of people, 88.4% of people, said they use their voice assistants in their everyday lives. And then we had 31.6% of people, so almost a third of, the, of, of our community, said that they consider voice technology to actually be a hobby of theirs, so they're very interested in it. Moving along, the next question that I asked was, which resources do you find most useful? And... 56.2% of people, so actually the majority of people, said that they find the website and the blog to be the most useful resource of our community. What I find fascinating is that 55.1% of people also say, so it's virtually neck and neck with the website and the blog, and 55.1% of people say they found the flash briefing to be the most useful uh, or one of the most useful resources. Um, you know, I've spoken a lot about flash briefings and this is really, really interesting to me because this shows that of everything that I have uh, in terms of the options here, so I had the, the, blog, the, uh, the blog or the website, the podcast, the flash briefing, the Facebook community group, the Twitter community, the Instagram account, and so on. The top two things, which were neck and neck, 
the blog, and the flash briefing. That just goes to show how valuable people are finding, not just my flash briefing, but in general, flash briefings. This is at the top of what is a useful resource, and this is a very, very young community as well. So if you're considering a flash briefing, uh, I encourage you to check out my free course. You can check that out at flashbriefingformula.com, and I walk you through exactly what to do to set up your own flash briefing. All right, let's move along. The next question was, which of the specific features do you find most useful? 82.6% of people said that they like learning about Alexa commands. So they actually want to be told what can they say to their device, which is great. I've been trying to do that. If you don't follow the flash briefing on Saturdays, I actually make Saturdays a little bit of a fun day for the flash briefing where I highlight some of the Easter egg commands, some of the surprise commands that you can hear or that you can say to Lexi and get some you know fun responses. So make sure to be checking that out. The, the flash briefing, by the way, is at voiceincanada.ca and you can just enable that on your device by saying Lexi enable voice in Canada. Now, the next thing that people found useful in terms of specific features was uh, Alexa tutorials. So 56.5% of people, and I've got tutorials there about how to set up your device. I've got tutorials about how to set up a flash briefing and so on. Tied uh, in third place with 48.9% of people finding this useful are skill reviews and hardware and smart home device recommendations. So that's interesting. That tells me that we should be putting a little bit more emphasis on those areas, and I plan to do that. And then 27% of people, almost a third, say that they really like hearing about different sales and deals that I've been trying to highlight for our community. So I will for sure continue to do that as well. Now, the next thing I asked was, how did you first discover our community? Because there are lots of different ways, whether it's through you know, searching on Google or Amazon or podcasts or flash briefings, and almost 40%, 39.8% of the of the community found our resource through Google 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 searches, which um, is really rewarding to me, to be perfectly honest, because that shows that the content that I'm that I'm creating is ranking high in Google, and I intend to do that to continue to do that so that I can provide you with the most valuable content that you want to see. And that's I mean that's really why I've done this uh, this survey is to find out what you find the most valuable, so I can serve you in that way. 18% um, of the people found our community through Facebook. And if you haven't actually found our, our our Facebook community and going the other way, if you found the podcast and now want to join the Facebook community, you can do that at um, alexaincanada.ca slash community. And then the third place, if you will, uh, way that people found the community, which is actually very close to the second place at 17.2% is the flash briefing. So that's I find that fascinating that the actual... A whole Alexa in Canada brand is being discovered through a flash briefing. And again, uh, it just supports some of my early ideas that flash briefings are the future of ways that you can get your message out. Let's move on. Um, this one was great. This is where I asked you to um, give some written feedback. What is your favorite part about Alexa in Canada? And I'll share a few with you. I don't want to go overboard here. I, I received some fantastic comments, things that really were really, really wonderful to hear. Um, and of course, we'll get to the next question where, uh, you know, I ask what are the challenges or what are ways that Alexa in Canada can be improved? And I'd like to get into those because I think those are actually even more important. But I'll just tell you some of the things that I, I received feedback on with regards to favorite parts of Alexa in Canada. Um, some people wrote that it's uh, it's current and it's Canadian. That seemed to be an over overarching theme. Um, some people wrote that the page is helpful and informative. Um, information of new skills and instructions for new ways to use skills, hardware reviews, uh, the flash briefings and the podcasts. 
Um, somebody said they've actually listened to all the podcasts from number one until now uh, since discovering the podcast, which is wonderful to hear. Um, the community, they do their best to help others. So that's a real shout out to all of you in the Facebook community that are helping each other through the discussions there. Um, education, information. Uh, this was nice to hear that um, somebody wrote they like the attitude and the style of the uh, of the podcast and the rest of the brand. Uh, informative, short, friendly, ease of use, guests and great dialogue, Canadian specific again, um, home integration, flash briefings on informative topics. Um, it's convenient, uh, informative. Um, it highlights what's new and how to use it. So that's just a little bit of a taste of some of the things. So again, thank you very much. Those those really mean a lot to me. Let's talk about the next question, which is ways that it could be improved. And these ones, I really value these responses too because it gives me some uh, some real direction of how we should be uh, structuring our community going forward. Um, I have to say this. Some people, I think, are under the impression that the Alexa in Canada brand is the official Amazon Alexa in Canada website. And I have to be very clear about this. I am not the official Amazon uh, Alexa website. I am an independent person who's a big Amazon fan, big Alexa fan, and I decided to create this website as a resource to you, the community. What that means is that I often get questions about technical nature or people questioning like, um, you know, why can't we do this in Canada? And you've done this in the United States. I, I unfortunately I don't have control over that. I am a person that's highlighting the features that we have in Canada to the best of my ability based on what I know and based on what is being released in Canada. And so some of the things that that came up when I asked what could be improved are things that I really unfortunately don't have control over. So one of them says, stop treating us like lesser customers than the Americans. And you know, I wish I could do something about that, but the, the fact of the matter is that's up to Amazon. Um, and But I understand that and I hear that a lot, a lot. If you are interested in um, hearing the official Amazon response as to why it takes longer for us to get some of the features in Canada compared to those in the United States, I would suggest that you go back and listen to the podcast that I did where I interviewed Dave Izbitsky, who is the chief evangelist for Amazon Alexa. And you can um, access that at alexaincanada.ca slash 29, and he will tell you all about why things take longer to come to another market. Now, getting back to the actual question of what can be improved. Well, these are some of the things. Um, first of all, a lot of them said that actually I like it the way it is, which is which is really nice to hear. I mean, thank you very much. Um, but on the other hand, it's nice to get some of the uh, suggestions from Proven as well, so I know how I can continue to serve you the best. And I'll and I'll just highlight a few of those. One of these uh, suggestions, which I thought was a really interesting suggestion, is the idea of creating a specific stream or area for voice developers tips, sample code, and so on. And this gets back to that first question about how comfortable are you with uh, with voice technology? Are you a beginner? Are you a developer? Are you somewhere in the middle? And so it sounds like going forward here, um, I have to consider ways to um, subdivide the audience based on what they want to get out of the community. So that's something that I'm going to give definitely give some more thought to and see if there's a way that I can do that. Um, Somebody said they'd like a discussion on future, on the future of devices and abilities. That's interesting. So a little bit more um, sort of future uh, or, or future looking uh, as far as the community is concerned. Some people would like a what's new portion. So when something new comes out in Canada, that's where you can go to look for it. And I think that's a great idea as well. Um, some Somebody said they'd like more industry people interviews. 
This is something that I do try to do on a regular basis, but it's nice to get that feedback and know that you'd like to see more of that. A couple of people said they'd like to see more skills in Canada. Now, again, uh, you know, the skill developers, those third-party developers are the ones that have control over where the skills are released. Um, perhaps what they're saying here is as well, they'd like me to highlight some of the skills that are available in Canada. And that's something that I would love to do as well going forward. Another very interesting suggestion was having a French-Canadian portal. This is really interesting to me because obviously that is a huge part of Canada uh, to be able to have the bilingual aspect. Here's where I struggle with this. I'm not bilingual. And so if anybody has any suggestions on how we can do that, uh, I would be very interested in hearing about that. Uh, Somebody else suggested more troubleshooting uh, topics. Um, somebody wanted to know how to figure out the discoverability of flash briefings aside from briefcast.fm. If you're not familiar with briefcast.fm, it's actually a website that I launched to help you find some of the top, uh, briefcasts or flash briefings. Um, but as well, I actually teach some of the discoverability issues in my course, flashbriefingformula.com. So you can check that out. But again, it's very interesting to note that that would be helpful for some people. Um, Somebody else said they'd like to see more interviews with people using the voice technologies and more real-life situations, more how-tos, product reviews for home automation, and recommendations. So that's all very, very useful. Now, to wrap up with one final section here, probably one of the most important sections, I asked a couple of questions on the future direction of Alexa in Canada. And this is the part that I was actually most interested in personally, uh, to be perfectly honest, because I want to see how you feel about some of my ideas of how uh, I'm considering to expand the scope of the website and the flash briefing and the podcast and so on. And so the first question that I asked was, how would you feel if I were to expand our content to include information about other voice assistants specifically in Canada? And that would include, for example, Google Assistant, Apple Siri, and so on, and others, Microsoft Cortana, Samsung Bixby, and so on. And I asked you to rate this on a scale of one to five, one being no, definitely do not do it, to five being yes, absolutely do it. And the number one response was five, yes, absolutely do it. In fact, 30%, a third of the community said, yes, expand it to include other voice assistants. The, if you add the number fives to the number fours, so the people that felt very strongly about this, but not quite, to the, not quite uh, at the end of the scale, then we have uh, 40, uh, 42%. So almost 50% of the community uh, said that they wanted to see it expanded. Now, there were some people uh, that said they didn't want to see it expanded, and so that's 20, about uh, 38%, 36 or 38% said no. But um, it's interesting that there is a variety here, but the trend was definitely towards having the community support the idea of expanding the community. Now, this is something that I am seriously going to look into now because you know, unfortunately, I can't make everybody 100% happy, but the way I plan to do this is you will, there will be a simple way on the website where you can identify which type of assistant that you want to learn about. Uh, I have not entirely worked out how that's going to look yet because now I'm just in the stages of developing this, but I can tell you that I'm moving forward. Uh, you are going to see some other information about other voice assistants in Canada uh, coming to you through the community. If you have any input in how you see this going forward or if there's a way that you believe that you can help with this or, or that sort of thing um, or you've got ideas, 
please, please get in touch with me because I would love to get the ideas of the community about how this would be most valuable to you. The next question that I asked is, how would you feel if I added relevant sponsors to support the podcast and the flash briefing? As I explained in the in the prior podcast episode, um, I love doing everything that I'm doing. Uh, it takes a lot of time. It's a lot of work. I love it. But at the same time, uh, with the more time I'm putting into it, it would be nice to uh, have some financial support, which will allow me to continue to do it and spend more time on it. What's interesting is that the community, uh, based on this question, Really, by and large, the majority of people support the idea of having um, uh, sponsors to support the podcast and the flash briefing. In fact, uh, 25% of people said absolutely do it. They ranked it five out of five. Another 24% of people said four out of five. So yes, definitely do it. Um, so right there, we have almost 50% of people ranking it uh, four or five out of five in terms of should we have sponsors and 50% say yes, do it. Only 12% of the community said don't do it. So uh, I think you can see that there's a, definitely a, a, a trend here, and I will certainly be looking into this more seriously as well. Along those lines, if you or you know somebody uh, that would be uh, interested in being a sponsor for the podcast or the flash briefing, then please get in touch with me. Uh, you will be one of the first podcast sponsors for our community. And um, I think that would be really exciting. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. And then I asked, um, how would you feel about contributing a small weekly or monthly donation to support Alexa in Canada? And I said, be honest, because there are services like Patreon where somebody can go and as a subscription, they can they can say, I'll, I'll donate a couple of dollars a month to uh, to support the, the uh, podcast or the flash briefing. And <laughs> I'll t I'm not totally surprised by this, but zero people said five out of five for yes, absolutely do it. Nobody was interested in that. And in fact, 60% of people said absolutely do not do it. So I do appreciate the honesty. I really mean that sincerely uh, because what that tells me is that this is not a way that we should be going with our community. It's just simply not. And so I will not be doing that, at least at this time. Maybe I'll you know revisit, revisit that again in the future at some point. But right now, um, that's not what you are saying. So we're not going to do that. So uh, I think for the sake of time, I'm going to stop there. The final questions in the survey were really more demographic uh, questions. I was asking about um, age, where you live, what type of work do you do, gender, and that sort of stuff. Um, it was very interesting. Um, I can share that at a later date. If you find that interesting as well, you can let me know. Uh, but for now, uh, the key questions that I asked uh, that I wanted to really get the information for are the ones that I shared with you here. You can see the direction that we are likely going to be going here with the Alexa in Canada community. I'm very excited about it. I can tell you that, you know, the two biggest takeaways from that is I think that uh, I'm going to be expanding the content to include other voice assistants, uh, and we are going to be looking at getting sponsors to help support the to help support the shows. If you are in, if you are at all interested in being a part of this process, and that may mean being creative. Um, I encourage you to get in touch with me. I'm not even sure what that looks like at this point. I can tell you uh, something that I'm not very familiar with, and I'm going to have to look into this, is now that we have such a presence on internet and on Google, and the Alexa in Canada really uh, has, has made a brand for itself in terms of Google searches, uh, whatever I do, I don't want to disrupt that because people are finding value in it. And so I need to now figure out what is the best way to do that. And I'm gonna be looking at, at different options over the next couple of weeks. 
So uh, if you have any input in that and you are interested in being a part of the process, I'm always interested in speaking with you. I would love to get feedback from the community, in fact, and I really, really appreciate it. That's a little bit about where we're going with the Alexa in Canada community. Thank you for sticking with me over the last two episodes. Uh, I think it's really important for me to be transparent with you and keep you in the loop in terms of what's going on. And as I've said a million times, thank you for your support and thank you for your input. And I look forward to continue to let you know about these different changes that are coming down the pipeline and uh, when they happen. All right. Uh, I look forward to bringing you an interview next week. We've got a great, great guest coming on to join us. He will be talking about something that you can use for voice development, and he is from a Canadian company. And so I'm really excited to, uh, to talk with him and get his take on where we are with voice technology uh, in this space. Have a wonderful week. Remember that you can access all of the show notes at alexaincanada.ca slash 72 for this week's particular episode. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Have a great week. She's got, she's got skills. skills.